This is a podcast version of a radio show by K103 Gothenburg Student Radio. Find us at k103.se. Due to copyright, the music is shortened. Welcome to Ordinary Observations with Jack and Mark, where today we're going to be looking out outrageous on-field behaviour in the sporting world. Disgusting, bad boys. Gross. So, should start off with, uh, we both consider ourselves a bit of long-time, long-time sports fans. Yeah, I think so. I've, I've seen a bit of, you know, sport in my life. Uh, seen the old football slinging around? Yeah, I think it's worth mentioning that's how Mark and I actually met each other through uh, the local rugby, rugby club. Yep. Shout out. Up the Simbers. Up the Simbers. Your boy should be free and again. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, That's enough of the plug for the yeah. club. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, just to uh, point out, we're going to be looking at on-field behavior. No yeah. OJ Simpson. No Tiger Woods. No Shannon Frazell. No Severis. Yeah. You don't exactly. know who those people are anyway. Yeah, so exactly. That's, that's fine. <laughs> Keep going. Have you uh, ever been involved in any dirty on-field behavior? No, I'm I'm a bit of a soft cock, really, when it comes to, like, aggression. Real, real pacifist. Yeah, real pacifist. <laughs> like, I've never... I mean, obviously, rugby is pretty physical sport, but I've never been an aggressive player at all. I'm always sort of, like, just afraid to get hurt, really. Yeah, for me, I've just been on the end of, like, some old, like, stamps in the body and... Yeah, there's stuff. always, like... A, like it doesn't a, feel intentional, though. No, ah, uh, yeah. A loose Occasion elbow or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. I've never, like... I never feel, like, the desire to strike back or anything. No. I, no. I remember when I was, like, eight years old playing in Dargaville and I stood on the halfbacks, the opposition halfbacks hand I just like instinctively turned around and I was like, oh, sorry, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like as a, as a nine or 10 year old. And then like my dad like told me off after the game. What's that about? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, why'd you apologize? You know, you should be doing that deliberately. And I'm like, oh, hit him back. I guess, I, I guess I'm just not for me. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And not cut out for it. No. How about yourself? Nah, I also don't feel the need. You never like nah. any cheap shots while the ref's not looking or anything. Nah. I find it a little bit cringe, actually. Yeah, like people get that involved in sports, you know? Yeah, yeah, or just like let it overtake their uh, it's the whole that, emotion. There's a boundary. There's yeah. a boundary for sure. We're gonna kick off with Iron Mike, one of the more famous examples of <laughs> bad boy of world sports. One of the more outrageous on-field behaviors. Oh yes, um, kick us off. Sure. Uh, gladly. Um, so you're probably familiar with the idea of Mike Tyson biting. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so the year was 1997. It was Tyson versus Evander Holyfield 2. They'd actually fought seven months earlier kind of thing in Las Vegas, of course, Eesh. for the World Boxing Association heavyweight title. So a big deal. These are big boys. Big deal. Yeah, they're massive guys, of course. Big deal. And so they're, bi- they're fighting in Las Vegas. Holyfield was getting a bit old by now. Like, he had come out of retirement. So I think he was... He was getting to the... Wait, it was basically his career was already over. Yeah, well, he'd retired briefly. So, and then he's like, oh, okay. okay a lot more, of money on the line, more than, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so he was, you know, underdog. Uh, but he had won the fight uh, seven months before. Hmm. Apparently, during the first fight, Tyson was, like, really getting annoyed by the fact that Holyfield was, like, leaning into him. Yeah, getting so, like, close he, with his head. Yeah, he would try and, like fight him and then Holyfield would sort of put his head in and they would clinch in which is where you know boxers sort of hug each other for a couple minutes and try get a punch in but they can't because they're too close that kind of thing Um, so so Tyson was objecting to that and they had a referee scheduled for the second fight which was the same guy and so the the Tyson camp were afraid that he would like feel the same way about he was upset about that a lot yeah they they wanted somebody who was going to be like stricter on the on the you know clinching mm. so they get a new guy like seven days before the fight or whatever so tyson was losing again in the first couple rounds he's angry because during a dodge holyfield like ducks under his arm mm. and then like as he comes up 
they he, like ducks under and goes into him and so comes up and like smacks yeah tyson in the face and like cuts <clears throat> his eye so he's pissed off as hell like, boosts his head into him basically yeah, yeah which yeah. i think is like a good example of like what he wanted the ref to be oh, yeah, what he was him. worried about but he happened, kept yeah. he kept like getting like oh it's accidental like whatever mm-hmm. so that's like his justification i suppose for what's happening next uh, yeah so that was uh, two fight two rounds go down yeah. the third round they go back to their corners and then it's worth noticing it noting at this point that at the start of the third round tyson comes back and the referee notices he's not wearing his mouth guard yeah so it's pretty like, important in boxing eh? yeah <laughs> i can't imagine not boxing i can't imagine boxing at all but boxing imagine it. choosing to not wear it you know yeah but it seems like he may have been premeditating something by coming yeah. out of his corner. He, he was keen to strike back, you could say. Yeah, so the referee says, no, fuck off, wait, go back, yeah. put get it, it in. Get it in. Yeah, you're not coming here without a mouth gun, yeah. mate. Um, so he goes back in, the referee, you know, waits for him. Kind of makes you think, though. What's he up to? Yeah, so Tyson comes out thrashing again. He's angry because he's got this cut above his lip. Lands a few good hits. Then about 40 seconds with the round to go. They clinch again, and Tyson takes just fucking bites down on his ear yeah man this guy goes for that outrageous chomp on yeah, the guy's ear exactly like a fucking bloke eating a burrito yeah yeah it's like he really opens his mouth like a, like an anaconda yeah. trying to like dislocate his jaw yeah. to swallow an antelope or something <laughs> eat a whole crocodile or something yeah so tyson just hunkers down yeah and holyfield then like spasms out a bit because like hold up what just yeah well, he, he, like, he jumps around and does a 360 yeah shrieking in pain the referee's like what, what the fuck <laughs> stops the fight yeah i guess it's interesting because he's obviously prepared for all hits on the body, but not, not a bite. No, no. So um, Tyson, you know, Holyfield's like staggering back to his corner and then Tyson runs behind him and gives him a big push on the back as yeah, well. Yeah, it's also just worse unsportsman. Yeah, it's terrible. As if it wasn't bad already. <laughs> yeah. So at this point, you can see like the visible injury and blood running from Holyfield's ear. The ref is pretty like, he realizes what's happened now. Yeah. He's furious. He's going to disqualify Tyson. So, you know, he, he goes over and he's he calls up the... I, I don't know. It's the, like the judge, basically. Well, yeah. yeah, I guess like the commissioner of the Las Vegas Boxing Association, Nevada, or whatever yeah. it is. Some, somebody in charge. Mm. And he's like, well... This <laughs> has got to end. This okay. is filthy. Like, Call this off. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to disqualify him. Because yeah. that's against the rules for sure. And at this point, the commission guy's like, well, what's wrong? Can, can he keep fighting? Has the doctor checked him? Still the, got two arms. Yeah. yeah, the ref's like, well, I mean, the, no, the doctor hasn't checked him. So the doctor comes in and checks him. His ear is just like pouring out blood. Well, too. It's, it's running with blood, but I mean, it's a boxing match. Like, blood's not... It's not going to come out the ear. It's, it's not meant to come out the ear, but it's not unknown to happen in the boxing mm-hmm. ring. So essentially, he can keep fighting. Yes, it's just filthy play from Mike Tyson. Outrageous. So the doctor's like, yeah, yeah he's fine. He can keep going. Oh. And so it sort of becomes pretty obvious that, like big money involved right so yeah, they yeah. can't just stop the match because there's they been can't a... call it for this you know no exactly the punters want some knockouts yeah, like, yeah. they've sold massive tv rights <laughs> can't for just clear off because his ears fallen <laughs> yeah so they keep fighting ref goes over to tyson's corner he's like right that's a two-point penalty then you can keep going but two-point penalty tyson tries to like defend himself so he <laughs> tries to say that the blood running from holyfield's ear came about from a punch and the ref can't even take him seriously he's just he's like, like bro no bullshit <laughs> yeah. literally so you know not exactly professional from the referee but she's just so amazed by what's going on it's like, just why fuck off that's yeah. bullshit yeah. everybody knows it like Top. yeah <laughs> he tries it, again no yeah well they get cleared up they wipe the blood off his ear they tape him up a bit or whatever and they get this third round started which only has 
40 seconds to go at this point. Yeah. They're still halfway through the yeah. fourth, third round, sorry. After about 20 more seconds, Tyson tries to bite the other ear. <laughs> he wants more. Yeah, well, like, he sort of shapes up yeah. again like a, like a cat yeah. going for a bite on a rat or something. Gets his lip sort of half over his ear. You- but it's always like just like a big chomp as well. Yeah. It's so obvious. Yeah. It, it's hard to see exactly. The first bite's way more obvious. It's yeah. hard to see the second one where he really lands the teeth in. But again, Holyfield like jumps back. He's shouting around. Yeah. And this time there's 20 seconds to go. They you know do a few more little hits and then the round's over. Yeah. And at this point, the referee sees on the big TV the second bite. And it was like, fucking, no. Stop it that's, right now. That's it. That's yeah. it. It's done. You're out. You're out. Yeah. So he sees the second bite, calls the match. Tyson disqualified, obviously. Yeah. Mm. But however, he seems to forgive him. Well, I mean, at this point, pandemonium ensues. Ah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. The, the, com- the direct aftermath is the direct, chaos. Yes, yeah, chaos. So the match is called. Bo- sec- security, like, climb in. Both teams for- climb in. Yeah. Into the ring. Yeah, Tyson, like, realizes that the game's been called, and then he's, you know, ostensibly trying to go over to talk to Hollyfield. <laughs> quite quite fast. <laughs> yeah, quite fast. Security try and jump in the way. The police are in the, the ring. The police arrive. Yeah. There's all these old dudes in, like, maroon jackets who, you know, the old white guys who are obviously yeah. boxing officials or something. Yeah. Not going not gonna to stand in the way of Mike Tyson. Just 140 kilo Mike <laughs> <Yeah>. Tyson. <laughs> The police are in there, security's in there, all the teams are in there. There's about, like, 50 dudes yeah. at the height of it. And this Mike room. is just swinging. <laughs> <laughs> then, like, the camera pans out, and it's just, like, Mike Tyson just loosely swinging. At wa- cops? <laughs> waving his arms at cops, man. And the commentator's what just, the like, fuck? the commentator's, like, losing their minds. Uh, like, Mike Tyson is obviously a very confused individual right now. Pretty he's, unhinged block. Yeah, <laughs> he's taking hot shots at the police. <laughs> like, <laughs> they just like go crazy. I've never seen anything like it. Oh my god, mm, man! Mm. How bizarre. Yeah. So this big scramble happens. Holyfield remains relatively cool through this. He tells the press that Tyson knew he was going to get knocked out, so he bit him again deliberately as uh, to stop it. Basically. Yeah. Well, you'd rather get disqualified, I guess, than getting knocked, knocked out. out by a guy who went into retirement. Yeah. I mean. It's at least more honourable to get knocked out, of course, but... Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it would hurt a lot more. Scrapping the fight because you wanted to chomp him. <laughs> yeah, so obviously Tyson lost his boxing licence for this and was fined three million bucks, but he had that reinstated a year later, and the match itself made over, like, 180 million, so... Yeah, he's getting a big sliver of that. Yeah, so I'm sure he got a fair, yeah. fair chunk of profit regardless. <laughs> he's still doing good. <laughs> yeah, he's still doing good. In fact, they've actually... They, they became friends not long after they retired, Holyfield seems like an actual pretty pretty top bloke. Yeah, man. He so, seems like really chill about this. Yeah, so he re- he forgave Tyson. They they did a thing on Oprah where they like, came together and, you know, what they were bros again, whatever. Yeah. But, you know, that that happened what was it? Ninety seven, so yeah. like, over twenty over twenty five years. years ago yeah. now. And recently, just last year, they actually launched a joint edible cannabis lolly or like gummies, yeah. Gummies, yeah. gummies, yeah. gummies, yeah. Venture together called holy ears which That's is good yeah it, it's clever yeah. but it's like how the fuck did we get to this point but the gummy's in the shape of his ear as well yep yep so uh, 10 milligrams of thc per gummy bro they knew that they knew they can market this yeah, so yeah. well yeah, in the shape of holyfield's ear yeah apparently tyson is like big into weed now he's a big weed guy yeah 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 like i think he's a massive stoner yeah so i don't know much about what 
read that he had like a four million dollar weed farm somewhere in California. Too. Really? I'm not massively into weed culture myself. He's I don't know. Pumping out the gummies, bro. I don't know anything about it, but apparently it's all right. Yeah. Apparently, as far as like celebrity endorsed uh, edible cannabis sweets or gummies go oh yeah apparently these holy ears are some of the better ones so there you go mike tyson knows his stuff when it comes <laughs> to weed when it comes to ears <laughs> he knows his stuff when it comes to ears all right that was iron mike that's iron mike and his big teeth <laughs> this is augustine sun in her eyes wait which station he said you should listen to K103, Gothenburg Student Radio, 103.1 megahertz. Yeah, that's right. Gothenburg Student Radio, K103. You're listening to Ordinary Observations with Mark and Jack. And we are discussing some dirty on-field behavior. Some outrageous plays and outrageous behaviors. Yeah, so we've just gone over Mike Tyson and uh, his big teeth. Now we're onto another mad lad of the sporting world. Mm-hmm. It's Zinedine Zidane. And his big forehead. His his massive egghead. Yeah, right. So talk us through what happened there. So yeah, France were playing uh, Italy in Berlin in the 2006 World Cup final. Do you remember it? Yeah. Now, I, remember, I, I remember watching this I remember with my watching, dad, Everybody actually, I yeah. talked to remembers watching yeah. this. Yeah. Because of this, actually. Mm. So yeah, the score was 1-1. And the match uh, went into extra time. In the 110th minute, Italy's Marco Materazzi triggered Zidane with a comment mentioning his sister. And Zidane, after hearing this comment, walked back five paces, turned around and headbutted Materazzi right in the chest, sending him backwards on his ass. <laughs> he turned around first, right? Yeah, yeah. He did it like backstep five minutes. No, no. <laughs> no, no. He turned around. He walked up and then was just like, no, hang on. <laughs> yeah. yeah wait, so- a, wait a second here. Interestingly enough about this game, so it was 1-1 at this point, and uh, Zidane had actually scored the first goal for France, which was a penalty goal, but it was like a very insanely well taken. Like Zidane is 34 years old at this point. He's past the prime of his career. He's going to retire after this game. Mm. This is his last game for France ever, and his last game of football ever. Mm. This is good for context. And he basically chipped the ball in his penalty over Buffon, the Italian keeper. It hit the it hit the bar and went in over the line and then bounced back out. Yeah. So no one thought it was a goal at the first point, but Zidane then just walked off coolly and calmly, celebrated the goal, and mm. the ref gave it as a goal because mm-hmm. of how he behaved. Yeah. So yeah, he's a guy with a huge confidence and a bit of bit of swagger to him. Yeah. And this was before the time of VAR and goal line technology. So uh it was an indication to the ref that it was a goal. And it was in the seventh minute of the game, so it was very early on. Yeah, so a bit of the confidence is like... Yeah. It's like a key... Yeah, it's massive. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, you can see you can see in the replay, like, okay, it went over the line. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know, but but they didn't have replays. Like, it, didn't, it wasn't the referee replay. It was just him. Mm-hmm. The referee so, wasn't allowed the replay? No. Really? Yeah, because huh. it was uh, live on TV, basically. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, Materazzi and Zidane, Materazzi is the defender of Italy and Zidane's obviously the striker, had been tussling all game. Mm. And the Italian coach told Materazzi to mark Zidane even tighter. So he wanted him to flare up, basically. Yeah. It's funny because before this game, he was regarded as one of the calmest guys to play football, not letting anything phase him. He, he'd play very elegantly. Mm. <laughs> not today. <laughs> <laughs> So after the third time they clashed, Zidane frowned at him and said, "Oh, look, I'll give you my shirt after the game." You know, that's because, actually a pretty funny, like, yeah, it's it's a good, little, it's like, good backhanded, little, it's uh, good, like witty thing. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you don't need to toss on me so much. I'll give you the shirt right, afterwards. Bro, you relax, know? I'll give you yeah, the yeah. shirt. Don't worry, man. And then the guy Matarazzi said, "I'd rather have your sister." To be honest, mm-hmm. that was the that was the, the the red like cape for the bull for Zidane. Yeah, I see that. 
Matarazzi didn't anticipate this reaction, which is, <laughs> no which is funny because no one did. <laughs> yeah. But obviously, yeah, pretty rude, pretty sexist comments yeah, right there. True. Uh, Matarazzi defended it, saying that in any town in Italy, you'd hear worse. But then Zidane just turned around it's and also probably smacked, true. His head, yeah, true. <laughs> smacked his head into the guy's rib cage. Mm. Yeah, so the incident became so iconic that there's a statue of the headbutt in Qatar. Yeah. And uh, it was part of the 2022 World Cup. Definitely something that Zidane wouldn't have wanted. No, but I mean, that's what he'll be remembered for. Yeah, yeah. so it was a straight red for Zidane, mm. and then he retired from football. Um, but yeah, it was a bit weird. Like, he retired from this, and there was not as much backlash as was anticipated, considering it's the World Cup final. Mm. And then he went on to have a really successful coaching career for Madrid. Yeah, pretty crazy. 34 years old, the end of his career, the last game, yeah. the biggest game of his life. That he wouldn't just want to win it. The perfect opportunity to be remembered as like one of the greats. And he's already scored one goal. He's already <laughs> scored the goal. It's going to come down to penalties and just like one moment of just insanity yeah. loses his temper. Yeah, so was, some people called him an animal and some people <laughs> praised him for standing up for his sister. Yeah, it was a strange... Way of fighting, though. Yeah, headbutt is really gross, I've never seen anybody else headbutt. No, because it also really hurts yourself. Yeah, exactly. It's really dangerous. (laughs) Could have just concussed himself. Yeah, I've always been perplexed at the choice of headbutting in that situation. Yeah, so Zidane initially claimed that Matarazzi was talking about his mother, who died Mm. when Zidane was 15, and the the Italian had called his mother a terrorist whore. Yaha. Yeah, which would have been way worse this was then supposedly confirmed by lip reading experts mm. however he wasn't talking about his mother he was talking about his sister but how did they prove that in the end because they took other lip reading experts who actually knew what he was saying okay i guess who could actually speak italian or dialect like, of yeah. italian or yeah. something <laughs> <laughs> who actually knew italian yeah. well i mean zidane was french though were they speaking english or no i think he was speaking italian to him okay yeah mm. and uh basically these experts had to pay like libel damages to materazzi because they basically slurred him <laughs> Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. They they'd implied that he had said something really, yeah. really hurtful. And, yeah. yeah, which he just didn't. Oh. Yeah, so then... Not quite that hurtful, no. at least. Yeah. <laughs> still terrible. Yeah, yeah, still not great. He, he's not the good person in this. No, I think I think it's fair that like he deserved a headbutt. Yeah. Yeah, just... Uh, Maybe after the game. Yeah, <laughs> if you were Zidane, you might have just been able to push that one away for yeah. a little bit longer. But Yeah, so Italy went on to win uh, penalties, winning the World Cup. But it will be a World Cup that's always scarred by Zidane's insane on-field behavior. Mm. And apparently, uh, one of his teammates didn't talk to Zidane for four years after that. <laughs> I mean, it's... You'd be pretty pissed off. Was he the captain? Uh, yeah, I think so. Zidane was the captain. So it also destroys the team as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like just that one minute of, yeah, you would interpret it as selfishness. So yeah. that pissed me off. Yeah, so this next song is uh, Rasheen Murphy, DJ Koza, Kukul. K103. Three. Three. Club music. Club music. Yes, you're with K103 live ordinary observations. That was Roshan Murphy and DJ Koza with Kukul. We're here talking about bad boys on the field, <laughs> on pitch behavior. Yeah. Mark, what do we got next? Yeah, so from one toothy operator and Mike Tyson, we've got another. It's Luis Suarez. Oh. And this is a shocker. It's, he's not one person. It's Luis Suarez bites people. He's done it about four times. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's so a, his he's first a serial operator. Yeah, his first instance. He was playing for Ajax in 2010 against PSV Eindhoven. He bit 
Otman Bakal on the shoulder during a stoppage in play, suspended for seven games. Yeah, yeah, right, because he just like comes up to him. They're not actually... No, it's they're not, they're not involved moment. in a tussle. He no, just the, comes up and bites him. The whistle's been gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, All his other teammates' whistle's gone, going over to get a drink of water, yeah. <laughs> carry on, say, talk the tactics. He just goes over and gets a quick chomp. <laughs> Real vampire kind of guy. And uh, then he just chomps down on his shoulder, the neck area. There seems to be a popularity for him. Yeah, well, that's a vampire kind of thing to do. Yeah, true. Yeah. The second incident, 2013, this is when he got his big transfer to Liverpool against Chelsea. Mm. He tro- chomped down on Branislav Ivanovic during play. Suarez receives the pass, and while st- trying to control the ball, Ivanovic clears it away. So they're sort of side by side, and then um, Suarez kind of like locks onto him, and then after the ball is kicked away. So again, yeah. the ball's gone, yeah. <laughs> and he just bites down. Yeah, so he was just like frustrated kind yeah, of. Yeah, he was just frustrated that the guy kicked the ball away. Did his job. <laughs> just bites him. Yeah. <laughs> so, so as far as just receiving the pass, yeah. the guy, like, he, he does like a one The guy touch. defends him because he's a defender. Yeah, and he then kicks he bites the ball away. <laughs> so he just grabs his arm while he's there and just lays into it. <laughs> Teethy. Teethy. <laughs> yeah, so then he's suspended for 10 games because of this. This Oof. is already up to 17 games at this point. His mm. third incident during the 2014 World Cup playing for his country, Uruguay, against Italy. Mm-hmm. He bit Giorgio Chiellini and he got away with it. Yeah, I think so. It's but, crazy. But the camera picked up like the bite marks on the guy's neck, right? Yeah, he did leave a very visible bite mark. <laughs> <laughs> but the ref didn't see it, which is what matters. Uh, yeah, and uh, Uruguay went on to win that match 1-0. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing about this is that like Suarez like went down holding his mouth afterwards. And his defense was that he also got hurt because his teeth were in pain <laughs> from biting and how, how hard do you have to bite a guy for your teeth to hurt, though? <laughs> but, like, he was just, like, dived onto the floor rolling around, but he was holding his teeth. <laughs> as well as being a notorious biter, he uh, also did a famous handball in the 2010 World Cup, again, for Uruguay, against Ghana. Mm. And Ghana would have been, at this point, the first ever African country to get past the quarterfinals of the Football World Cup. And so Ghanaian players shot the ball around the keeper Mm. and Suarez just dives and slaps the ball out like volleyball style, just out the goal. Super blatant. Yeah, yeah. Both hands. A cynical (laughs) cynical foul. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so a straight red card, penalty to Ghana to win the game for Ghana to be the first African country and he skies the ball way over and Suarez is just there on the bench just laughing his head off because he got his country onto the semi-finals he did whatever it takes it's awful that's so fucked up yeah man that's like obviously very shameful way of winning a match also just biting is weird yeah biting is so immature yeah it's like when you're five and there's a kid at, like, primary school who's just a biter. Yeah. Like, everybody had one, right? In their yeah. life, that was, like, known as the biting kid. Yeah. Like, it's just the kid who's two front teeth are, like, already adult teeth. Like, real rabbit kind. Yeah. <laughs> he had a real superpower. And he learned to use it by yeah. biting kind. Just clamps on. <laughs> um, That's Suarez. Still to this day, he's, yeah, like, 35. Yeah. Well, it makes you wonder, like, there's just something so childish about it that he yeah. mustn't have grown out of. But I just think it's hilarious that he, like, his defense was that it hurts his teeth uh, <laughs> to do it. I read a funny stat, because this was in, what, 2013 when he was playing for Liverpool? Yeah, Whatever, like, the yeah. height of his career. Yeah, yeah basically. If you are, I don't remember exactly the stats, but if you were male born between the years of whatever in the UK, you're statistically more likely to be bit by Luis Suarez than by a shark. <laughs> 
this kid. <laughs> yeah, so like, it's more likely that you... You just come in contact with him. Well, yeah, that you uh, grow up to join the Premier League, yeah. get selected from a Premier League team, get chosen <laughs> to play against Luis Suarez, and then he bites you. Still more likely than being bitten by a shark. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking good statistics. Yeah. Luis Suarez, the biter. Yeah, big teethy guy. We got anybody else? Uh, just we can dive one more into the world of football. Oh. The last one from a former Chelsea player. Hmm. Eden Hazard. Oh, yeah. I saw this. Was you remember funny. this? I, Maybe I, you've I, seen the video. I haven't seen it. I, I came across it on the research for this episode. Ah, yeah. But basically, there's an incident, also a break in play, where um, they're trying to speed up the game. And basically, the ball boys is a bit... The ball is, boy is being a prick. It's a bit dodgy, yeah. Because <laughs> I think they're playing like West Ham, and the ball boy's like clearly a massive West Ham fan. <laughs> so he's just being a little cunt, yeah. <laughs> holding on to the ball. Yeah, right. And, and Hazard is not having any of it, you know? And yeah. first, he tries to pull it from him, and he just boots But the, the kid's kid. like Lying on the ground, yeah, holding the kid, onto the it. The kid's right? like holding it like in rugby, just like really holding onto the yeah, ball. Yeah. And Hazard, full force, like he's shooting from 40 meters out, just blasts the kid in the shins. Yeah, yeah. And the kid's just howling on the floor. <laughs> and, then, and then Hazard's defense is, well, I just wanted the ball yeah. back. I mean, yeah, that, that's that's gross. That's, it's, it's not great. No. no. <laughs> I, am I going to defend? No, I guess I'm not going to defend no, this. I'm not doing that. No. Let's um let's hit Navy Blue and J Rock and switch <laughs> before I say anything that endorses the poor child. Endorses child abuse. Har du en idé till ett radioprogram eller en podd? Vill du lära dig att producera ljudproduktioner? Gå med i K103 Göteborgs studentradio och lär dig av oss. Maila intresse på info at k103.se Yes, this is yes. K103 Radio. This is Ordinary Observations. And uh, yeah, we've been talking about outrageous on-field behavior in the sporting world. Oh, yes. You can uh, you can go follow us over on Instagram and you can uh, listen to all these shows on Spotify too. That's true. What's the Instagram handle? At Ordinary Observations. You'll nice. find us there. Beauty. Uh, do you know who John Hoppawati is? I actually don't know. Uh, Tongan-born Aussie rugby league player, John Hoppawati. Sounds like a big bloke. Yeah, pretty good player, really. I understand this may seem a pretty niche character to our Swedish audience. Indeed. All the um, listeners out there. I don't really anticipate <laughs> anyone listening to know who I'm talking about, but you'll go look him up after we're done here. Any Queensland listeners? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's from New South Wales. Uh, no. Cancelled. <laughs> he represented both Tonga and Australia at international level, represented New South Wales and State of Origin. He won the NRL Premiership with the Manly Seagulls in 1996. Like, he's a big character. It, yeah, yeah, he's a big rugby player, bigger character. <laughs> but if, if you start off just by going to his Wikipedia page, the first sentence is like, John Hopawati is a Tongan-born Australian rugby league player and boxer and was subsequently convicted of violent crimes. Jesus. So it, it like doesn't mislead it's not, anybody. It's not a fresh start. It gets, it gets right to the point. <laughs> Widely considered to be the most suspended player of the modern era. That's impressive, man. It's a very, like, it's a funny record, but yeah, like you say, also very fucking impressive considering the other shit that was going on in those yeah, days. NRO was dirty then. Yeah, I mean, it's not great now, but back then it was really Almost bad. anything was allowed. I remember- On the field, I mean. Yeah, well, but it was rife with domestic abuse, drunk driving, drug abuses, shit like that. People getting- find all the time for that kind of shit like it was every i remember like every couple of weeks it's like oh some other bastard's been done for beating his missus in a club after getting wasted after Christ. winning a match with the no, we weren't going to discuss the bulldogs or whatever <laughs> we're not we're talking about hopawati who did get involved in in some uh criminal 
behaviors behaviors afterwards but on the pitch is what we're talking about certainly the most famous hopawadi behavior is the uh, fingers up the bum tactic is it a tactic Tact- inverted commas tactic <laughs> yeah. uh, during a 2001 match against the queens and cowboys hopawadi fingered not one not two but three three separate players and three separate incidents three separate bums he got away with it during the match actually but uh, was sent to a judicial panel afterwards. So you can see the video. He gets tackled. He's lying on the floor. The tackler's standing over him. You know how rugby works. And then he just goes fucking jams his arms straight up, fingers straight up the butt. Oh, Christ. Yeah. So that was that was pretty filthy. So you have uh, to go to like a tribunal for Yeah, this. Yeah. And you know, when these kind of things happen, you get caught out. You go to a judicial panel and they give you a ban. And they, and they play the videos of you fingering. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they play the video of you assaulting someone on the pitch. Yeah. Multiple uh, times over. Yeah, three different times. He claimed that he was just trying to give them wedgies. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> Which is kind of funny to imagine a 20-something-year-old 100kg Tongan dude explaining to a panel of judges that he was, you know, just, oh, I was just trying to give them a wedgie. Just a load of old boys. Just like the biggest <laughs> dude you can think of. Some old boys on the panel like, yeah. what, what's a wedgie? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so then the, the victims of said wedging, wasn't wedging, <laughs> had attack. Yeah, attack. They were obviously present and they had to say, I know the difference between a wedgie and having a finger up my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, again, pretty funny to imagine three big rugby NRL boys having to explain that to a panel of judges yeah. as well. That's a grim tactic. Yeah, so the panel obviously found him guilty of quote-unquote unsportsmanlike interference. Yeah, questionable sus- behavior. <laughs> suspended him for 12 weeks, which is fair enough. It's funny because the NRL season's like, what, 24 weeks? Yeah, the NRL season lasts like six months, so... 25 yeah. weeks kind of thing for other season yeah so obviously that like that's how he rose to infamacy i suppose the hopawadi finger up the ass tactic but in 2003 you know like it, it, that was the early days for hopawadi so it gets <laughs> He's just getting started yeah it keeps going so 2003 he was fined for a breach of contract when he used a fake name to play for like a fifth division rugby union squad in, in sydney somewhere that's pretty hilarious though. pretty funny obviously because how he thought he'd get away because he's obviously noticeable yeah so he gave a fake name under contract obviously if a club's paying you hundreds of thousands of dollars to play rugby league for them they don't want you getting injured for some random bullshit team right yeah and so i I presume some mate of his called him up and was like oh bro you want to come down and go for a run around yeah yeah. and he was like yeah i can fuck those cunts up yeah yeah yeah. so he's like goes down gives him spots on the team gives (laughs) him a fake name as if he's not one of the most recognizable characters in australian sports john smithbury john (laughs) smith yeah gets caught the manly wearing his seagulls make him pay fucking three thousand dollars or something as a breach of contract the following year 2004 he had to apologize to a 14 year old ball boy after he abused him for putting the ball on the sideline rather than passing it directly to him <laughs> yes <laughs> him and Aiden hazard got a real yeah, problem they, got the ball a, they got it out for the ball boys but apparently the ball boy you know the ball goes out the ball boys supposed to put it on the line it's the rules from the nrl yeah. and he's like fucking give it here you little shit like <laughs> throw it to me because he wanted to take a quick tap yeah. or whatever he had to apologize he had to give him a call afterwards but apparently the the referee had also the sideline referee had also given the ball boy a bit of shit bit of grief yeah because he didn't know the rules either so he told the ball boy manager or whatever it is he was like oh look this kid's being a dickhead get rid of him yeah and the manager was like, well, no, nah, he's actually done exactly right. These are like 14 broken yeah, he's, he's done exactly right by, yeah. the, by the rules. Yeah. And 
then all the ball boys were like, well, if you're going to kick him out, fuck it, we're, we're all walking ourselves. This beast. At, at half time. Yeah, I like that. But you get your own fucking balls for the second <laughs> half. Hopawadi. <laughs> like, get him yourself. Yeah, yeah, so I think he was allowed to continue. And then when the NRL said, yeah, you did exactly right. That's what we tell them to do in the manual book. Yeah. Hopawadi had to call him up and was like, oh, I'm sorry, bro. I didn't mean to. Um. But imagine like calling up some kid's house and it's his mom and yeah, like, yeah. answers the phone. Hello, like, is Thomas hi, there? Hi, hi, it's uh, John Hopawadi here. <laughs> <laughs> Can I please talk to Thomas? Yeah. I need to apologize to him caught him a little shit earlier sorry (laughs) exactly so that's pretty funny and then 2005 he much like much like a Zidane moment just ended his career oh yeah and one what did he get up to so uh, he tried to make like a rushing spot tackle on this bloke Keith Galloway playing for the Cronulla Sharks essentially he wants to run up and catch him just as he gets the ball and just yeah yeah yeah. he says he wants to give his team something to get fired up about or whatever boost yeah, yeah 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 So he does that, but he just leaps in, launches off his feet, and just leads with his elbow straight to this bloke's head, knocks him out cold immediately. Oh man, that's horrible. Yeah, so it was. It's that, really, that's assault. It's yeah. really unsettling to watch. Yeah. yeah. So this guy Keith Galloway is lying on the field, his arms sticking up in the air in weird positions. Yeah, because his brain's fucked. Yeah. Spangled. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he gets immediate red card. Yeah, goes to the judicial thing. Seven team game ban, and the it's another whole season. Yeah, his, his club are like, we can't, we can't. <laughs> you have to stop. We can't justify this anymore. We're gonna have to cut your contract in half. Yeah. So they did that, and that was he never played again. So that was the thing that ended his career. That ended his professional career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then so if you add all those bans up, it sums to forty five weeks. Which this, is just—it's two years. It's almost well, yeah. It's, oh, it's oh, of the. It's almost NRL. one year, and then if the season's six months, yeah, then it's two full seasons, just about. So <laughs> that's impressive. Yeah, it's not much fucking good having a bloke. <laughs> who's playing? Who's paying this guy yeah. to just sit out? It's exactly. It's not much good having a bloke on your team who's getting banned for two seasons for just assaulting other players. <laughs> exactly. But even after his career, it still it still goes on. So that's kind of wild, though, that he kept it going. You know, the the madness. Yep. So later that year, after he re- well retired or was forced to quit, he was banned for twelve months for f- threatening a junior official at a local match. Oh man, that's horrible. Yeah. So, so not some fifteen-year-old kid who exactly. wants to ref or something. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So there's not too many details, but a junior official at a local match reads as. Yeah, just some teenager who's refereeing a kids' game or something. Yeah, wants to get like his little credits to yeah. to become a get his next level of refereeing badge. Yeah, so that was horrible. That was, the last, <laughs> that was the last ban he got for quite some time. But ten years later, he pops up again. Oh, here he is. Ten years after his retirement, he pops up as as a coach himself for Manly's under nineteen boys team. <laughs> and so the NRL, which, which by the way is the National Rugby League. Yeah, so association. I'm, I'm not sure. Rugby, what, yeah, whatever. Like the board overseeing rugby yeah. league in Australia, uh, they're like fucking. No way is John Hopewadi going to be a coach. Mate. You're not a role model. No, man. exactly. Like he hasn't got a license. You have to be registered with the NRL. He has a history of like fucking up kids. Yeah, <laughs> their official stance was that John Hopewadi is not fit and of proper character to be mentoring young impressionable men. <laughs> <laughs> and from what I understand, yeah, you have to be a registered coach with the NRL, and they yeah, were like, quite, and you have to get vetted by them as they well. They were like, like, "There's no fucking way we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna register him, bro." You've been in this tribunal yeah. with the same guys for like yeah. ten times now. Exactly. So, so Hopewadi took them to court, uh, and then in the end, it worked out in the NRL's favor. So Hopewadi dropped the case, and then he had to pay legal fees, yeah. all that kind of bullshit. Um, and if he hadn't been banned before this enough, before this, sorry. 
two years after that in 2018 he was still going (laughs) yeah yeah he was given a 10-year ban uh from the new south wales rugby league board after he started just punching opposition players in just a local match just but, a local footy game yeah, yeah. between the narrowena hawks and the forest ball ferrets mate that's cool yeah, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i guess like he still loved the game and showed up and played a bit of local footy where can we try to get him in for the simmers but <laughs> he still loved the fucking biff man <laughs> need a real madman in there yeah yeah unhinged bloke so yeah so he got 10 years just for going like a just throwing punches around that game that's wild yeah they actually they did cut it in half for some reason um, all those speaking of Simbas they did cut in half for some reason so that means that as of July this year 2023 he's allowed to play again hear that Pierre he's, <laughs> he's 49 but I mean we've got older boys than that in our team yeah, so we stick him right get, in get the Hopawadi in there yeah. um, the mad the green machine <laughs> yeah but but despite that last ban in uh, I know they all blend into one now at this point yeah. but six months after it he, he got invited to like a Legends of League game so where they you know they get a bunch of old yeah, boys. Yeah, it's like, like a charity match. Yeah, yeah. So you know like obviously despite his terrible behavior on the field, he's still way too popular well, to like turn him down. Yeah, well, it's, it's, I mean everyone's still laughing at the Hopawadi incident, right? Yeah. Like so they get in there to draw the numbers. It's a charity thing. Yeah. And so he comes jogging onto the pitch with a like a latex rubber glove on his hand, <laughs> obviously referencing the fingers up the bum thing from two thousand and one. Like That's good. sixteen years earlier. <laughs> still, he knows he knows how to rev up the crowd. Yeah, yeah. He knows his audience. It's still what he's famous for. Um, but that's yeah, and it's a bit of a full circle moment that we yeah. could probably leave Hopawadi on. Did he do anything in that game or like uh, he's good? I think maybe he mimicked it or something, you oh. know, as a joke, but you let it go. He's also a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, so he's, he really is a good He's reformed. He's reformed. I think that's Mormon, right? Yeah, it's Mormon. That's yeah. Mormon, yeah. As I read that his sons were Mormon as well. But his uh, sons are also in our players. Two of them are. The third one was, but is now in prison for assault charges as well. Like father, like son. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, that's yeah, John Hopawadi. <laughs> this is Big Walk Dog and Gucci Mane feeling whop. Vad händer i helgen? Helig start ger dig koll på kultur, nöje och aktualiteter tillsammans med de charmigaste gästerna. Fredagar 16.00. Yes, you're listening to K103 Gothenburg's student radio with ordinary observations. We're talking bad boys of sport, bad on-field behaviors. Yeah, that was uh, Big Walk Dog, Gucci Mane, Feeling Wop. You know who wasn't feeling WAP? Who was not feeling poor, WAP? Poor Gary Lineker. Gary Lineker. <laughs> Gary Lineker, former England player, unfortunately just shit himself on the pitch. <laughs> Straight into it, mate. Give us some background to that. Yeah. So it's a real bizarre one, and I didn't I didn't believe it at, at first. No, neither did I. And uh, yeah, but apparently at the, the first World Cup game that England played in Italia 1990, the opening game against Ireland, um, Lineker slid for the ball, felt a cramp in his stomach, then relaxed his stomach mm. basically had diarrhea on the pitch <laughs> poor guy yeah so there's an there's an interview online where he like goes through and explains that he had been having cramps all morning and yeah so basically that he he was really ill the night before and felt that something would happen at half time mm. but the coach told him to carry on playing because this, this was a big world cup for england well, he, he wasn't going to tell the coach because he didn't want to get like subbed Basically. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. wanted he wanted to play. Yeah, this is a big World Cup, and he was a big star of that team. So mm. it was 
it was assumed that he would play every minute of every game, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, yeah, he lunges for the ball, kind of slips, and then he dropped to the floor and sat down. <laughs> He'd already shit himself at that point. <laughs> and he just kind of slides forward on his bum a lot, like a dog kind of wiping his arm. Yeah, like when a dog as he can. A dog's got an itchy butt. Yeah. <laughs> he like, so he's got his legs forward. Yeah. And he's like rocking back and forth, <laughs> yeah. trying to wipe his ass on the grass. Yeah, so it's really raining in that game as well, luckily. So That's a good thing. Yeah, man. <laughs> and uh, he basically said in an interview afterwards, thank God that he had like super dark blue shorts on. Mm. Because uh, otherwise someone would have seen an absolute mess. And um, yeah, one of the England players actually runs over to him because, you know, he's on the floor. He's uh, wasting time and someone thought he's injured because yeah. he lunged for the ball and then basically collapsed to the floor. Mm. And uh, Lineker just responded, I've shot myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And uh, he said, yeah, he left off an interview and basically said that uh, it was the most space he ever had in the game because he stunk so bad. Good old Gary Lineker. That's Gary Lineker. And that's our time. Yeah, that's us. Yep, we've uh, gone through. This was Ordinary Observations. We're looking at outrageous moments of on-field sporting behavior. Yep, bad boys of world sport. This is Romy. She's on my mind. You've just heard a podcast version of a radio show by K103 Gothenburg Student Radio. You'll find all our shows at k103.se. Follow us on Facebook or Instagram. Stay tuned.